Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Savior Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit who gathers and calls, sanctifies and keeps us all in the one true faith until the glorious reappearing of our great God and the coming of our King Jesus Christ. Amen. A lesson comes to us this morning from Psalm chapter 24, verse 7 through 10. The king is coming. God had promised Adam and Eve that one of their heirs would come and that this heir would redeem them from their sin. And through their sin, meaning all of humanity's sin, to be redeemed as well. Redeemed from the curse of the sin of disobedience. Redeemed from the lawlessness that they had brought upon the planet, upon the earth, upon their society and their family. Sin is every thought and word and deed that's contrary unto God's law and God's desired plan for his creation. God has pictured the coming redemptive king in various ways at various times. Through promises of, of providence, through promises of provision, through promises of protection, through promises of redemption. And our psalm today we see another one of those promises of God coming true. It is a foreshadowing of the coming home of Christ our King. And in this psalm, David is recounting the glory as it returns unto Jerusalem, as the Ark of the Covenant is returned from Edom to Jerusalem. The sanctuary of God is now back in Jerusalem where it belongs. The Ark of the Covenant is now back in the tent the tent that God had told Moses to build and how to build it specifically to house this artifact of God. This is seen as the glory of the Lord returning unto his people, this redemption, this, this proclamation of the name of the Lord in Jerusalem and the glory returning unto it. It was the crushing of the head of sin. It is the crushing of Satan. It is the annihilation of the sinful flesh is coming. The return of the ark in David's day is a visual reconciliation between God and man. That worship and word and witness of Jesus, his son, has returned to where it was supposed to be. Emmanuel, God with us. To proclaim the day, David writes a song. He says... Lift up your heads, O gates. Be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. And who is that King of glory? The Lord. The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates. Lift them up, O ancient doors. The King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. God's only begotten Son comes into the world. God's Son comes into the world three different ways. First of all, He comes in the promised Son of David, Mary's incarnate Son, Jesus Christ, whom we celebrate through Advent and the Christmas season. The second way He comes is through or partially within our hearts, personally unto us, that God comes to us by grace 
through faith, not of ourselves, but as the ultimate gift of God who is coming to be with us, Emmanuel. And then the third way, Jesus continues to promise that he will return through the great parousia, the second coming of the age at the end of time. It's obvious that the world needs to be rescued, and it needs to be rescued from itself. Only God can do that. From the onslaught of brokenness, God comes to save and redeem. From the onslaught of darkness, from the onslaught of destruction and disease and death that surrounds us at all times and in all places, death is always around us. And to make it worse, we compound the problems with our own sinful ambitions, with our random hatreds of others, with our, our selfish and self-centered greed, and putting ourselves first at all times and in all places. Genesis chapter 6, verse 6 tells us, And the Lord regretted that he had made man upon the earth, grieved him. We grieve our God with our sins, with our selfishness, with our self-centeredness. The Apostle Paul spoke of the lawlessness of his own age and of ours as well through the eyes of sin, 2 Timothy chapter 4. We could easily become downcast. It's easy for us to become brokenhearted because of all of the evil in our world. Man is simply evil. And we're evil unto each other. Our simple barbarity, the lack of pity and compassion towards other human beings, essentially sin makes us ignorant of others and it makes us ignore them as well. I can't tell you how many times I have to sell myself every day. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. It's sin. I ought to care. It ought to grieve us to live in a society of darkness and sin and brokenness and so we defend ourselves from it and think it's not my problem. I can't control that. I'm not in charge of that. I don't have anything there. I don't care. It feels like an insulation. It's not. We could quickly give up because of the, the constant, the constant stream of bad news. It's just overbearing and always there. But by God's grace, by God's hope and peace and joy, we proclaim love. We proclaim redemption. We proclaim wholeness and health. And the coming of our King on that one and next and great and final day, but also into our lives now. God calls us to be salt and light in a world that is tasteless and darkened. We are good news given unto the world. We are ambassadors of Christ. We know this good news that the King of glory has come in. Paul reminds us, in Christ, God is reconciling the world unto himself. He is not counting their trespasses against them. And he has entrusted us with that message. 
He has entrusted us with that message of reconciliation that brings hope and health. Therefore, as ambassadors of Christ, we make our appeal. God makes his appeal through us. And we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled unto God for the sake of him who knew no sin to become sin for you so that in him we might be the righteousness of God. On this LWML Sunday, well, let us remember the mission and the work of all of God's people. Christ's church is to proclaim the gospel to all. Jesus reminded the disciples on the road to Emmaus of this fact. As they're walking away, they're walking away from the crucifixion and the death of Jesus as if, as if they had lost. They were dejected and broken. We had thought he was going to be the one, they said. Jesus reminds them. He says, thus it was written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead in repentance and that the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in, in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses. You are witnesses of these things. Behold, I'm sending you the promise that, that God the Father had promised. So go back to the city and stay in the city until that promise comes. We call that, that coming of the promise, that, that Holy Spirit descending upon the disciples in Pentecost. Go back and wait for the gift. Throughout the Gospel, Romans chapter 1, the people of God have received the power of God's salvation and by that grace we have obtained and we proclaim that grace to Greeks, to barbarians, to the foolish, to the wise, to the just, to the unjust. The gospel is our only hope. It's the, ho it's the only hope anybody has. The king of glory comes in. And when that king of glory comes in, he brings with him healing in his wings. We've been buried in his baptism and he gives us every single thing that we need to survive and thrive in this body and in this life. He has given us his word that provides direction for our daily decisions and also the confidence of eternal salvation. He gives us the Lord's Supper wherein our, our sins have been forgiven, all of the sins that we've committed throughout this week. He brings us here. He forgives us those sins. He strengthens us for the coming of day and sends us back out into the war. He's baptized us. He's baptized us. The name of God was put upon your forehead and sealed with water. Now, not everybody can see that mark, but God can see it. His angels can see it. The world can see it. You can feel it. So when you get up in the morning, use your baptism. Use it for what it was intended for. You get up in your morning, you begin your day within the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of God, begin your day. And then say your prayers. Say the Lord's Prayer. Say the Apostles' Creed. Read your devotion. Sing a song, sing a hymn, joyfully go unto work. This is the gift of your baptism. This is what God has given you to do. Leave the house. I know some of you are like, well, what if I don't work anymore? If you don't work anymore, you can still leave the house. Leave the house. 
As COVID comes back upon us, I'll remind you, it's almost an act of rebellion. Leave the house. I don't care where you go. Go to the senior center, go to the game store, go to the church, go to the library, meet somebody for coffee. Say your prayers. Sing your hymns. Sing your songs. Leave the house. Joyfully go about doing the things that God has called you to do. And that power of that gospel, the power of that life, of that salvation granted unto you and unto all who believe, may it fill you fully and richly. For that too is the coming of Christ. Lift up your, lift up your heads, O gates. The world's been in the throes of sinful behavior ever since the fall. And I know sometimes, sometimes we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and we're like, man, it's worse than it has ever been. We've seen some horrific times. I, I agree. Wars and rumors of wars and the senseless killing of babies and the hatred of children. We've seen poverty and homelessness and addiction and every kind of evil imaginable to mankind. And surely, surely we would have given up long before now. It had not been for the grace of God who holds us and sustains us and carries us. Noah found favor in the eyes of God. I tell you, you too find favor in the eyes of God. A baptized child of redemption. So lift up your heads, O gates. Lift up your heads, O mighty doors, O the King of glory. The King of glory comes in. Look beyond the brokenness of our humanity. Look to the blessed healing that comes in the word of God. Look like King David looked. And we know, we know about darkness. David David knew about darkness. He knew a two a thing or two about darkness, just like we do in our own lives and our own families. But David, a man after God's own heart, found hope from the darkness. He found the light in God's grace. And so his song calls unto us a well. From Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, O gate. Be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. And who is that King of glory? The Lord, who is strong and mighty, the Lord who's mighty in battle. The writing of Paul to the Gentiles, he reminds us of the mission of the church. It's not just the mission of the LWML. Paul calls to Timothy and he says, pray for all people. Paul says, first of all, I urge you that supplication and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives and godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it's pleasing in the sight of God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed as a preacher and an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith, and in truth, say your prayers. Lift up your heads, for the King of glory comes, and you are the vanguard of the coming of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.